plan C, worst case, best case, you know, middle case, and so forth. And so it runs the gamut from, from stuff like that we're involved in to obviously financial management. And then most recently, which is again, very exciting and shows the health of the industry. For some of our later stage investments, companies in later stage, we're helping them from a much more industry strategic perspective for an exit, whether it's an M&A or whether it's a route to the public markets. And so that's exciting as well. And so again, I think that this goes to show the strength of the industry. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on the MJ Bulls podcast, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with a former guest, Jeff Howard, the managing partner at Saveo Capital. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Hi, Dan. Great to be back and always good to chat with you. Well, you know what? The last time we spoke, I looked at it, it was almost a year ago today and <laughs> so much has changed. I thought maybe that'd be a good place for us to jump off. From an investor perspective, what are some of the big differences today versus 12 months ago, say? Well, boy, so a couple of things. So so the industry, obviously, from a year ago, it's been totally different and largely as a result of COVID and, and so forth. But what really ended up happening with, with the industry and COVID, which I don't think necessarily maybe most people outside of the industry realize this, is that from a revenue generating perspective and from a market development, market growth perspective, the cannabis market and the cannabis industry flourished and grew tremendously during COVID. COVID, as bad as it was for mankind and everything associated with it, the one silver lining was the cannabis industry. People used the product more, they had more time on their hands, they were home, there was more stress, there was more anxiety, and there were new users that were brought into the marketplace as a result of, of COVID and being home and in stress and, and, and other related things. And so for, for the industry, it was fantastic. And so the industry grew tremendously from a year ago. And then as a result of that, there was a pretty significant bull market in the public equity cannabis stocks as a result of that that have Well, I think being deemed an essential service, that didn't hurt. And it also, yeah, I see your portfolio companies are in the news a lot lately. Maybe you can give us a quick update on how they're doing. Yeah. So doing great. Again, we've had a good run here. I think for those of us who have been doing this for a while and have made some significant investments now quite a few years ago, call it. 2016-ish, they're starting to pay off. These companies have started to mature and have, for the most part, gained scale. And and now there's been a flurry of two things that have gone on in the space, which should continue. There's still a lot of M&A activity happening in the space. And so mm-hmm. valuations can be good with, with the right combination. And then for the, the later stage companies and mostly plant-touching companies, but again, seeing more and more non-plant touching ancillary cannabis tech companies going public as well. And so I think that's obviously healthy and that's a great sign for the industry, something that obviously wasn't available to the industry back in 2016, 17, until 2018. And so we've had a couple of companies that have gone public. We have a couple of companies in the queue to go public. We had a cannabis tech company that was part of a LeafLogix that was part of the roll-up acquisition. And so it's been good for the most part. Wow, that, that's a really encouraging. Like you said, a lot of these investments that you made f- five, six years ago are now starting to pay off. And I see a 
ton of activity. It seems like all the cannabis energy is moving east of the Mississippi. And you're based in Chicago, so you're sort of sitting in the Catberg seat. Do you find that as an advantage? For sure. I absolutely do. I mean, you can make the case that Chicago is the cannabis capital of the world, or you can make the case that it's the Silicon Valley of of cannabis. Mm -hmm. You have three of the top five largest MSOs here with Verano, Cresco, and, and GTI. You have a host of ancillary companies here in the cannabis ecosystem two of which we're investors in. And so, like I said, three of the five largest companies in the space are located, but there's this whole ecosystem that's being built mm-hmm. around the space. Those companies in particular, driving jobs in, in revenue and, and, and certainly tax revenue, but also jobs and, and social equity opportunities. And then this ecosystem is, has expanded outside of these companies and outside of the plant touching of these ancillary companies. So I feel in Chicago, I think Chicago has become the center of cannabis capital. It used to be Toronto. It's now Chicago. And then you go east of Chicago, obviously massive opportunities with New York and New Jersey, legal, but not set up yet. But then you go down southeast, you have you have, you have Virginia, which is going to be a phenomenal state. And you already have a lot of MSOs making some significant investments in Virginia. And then obviously, Florida has always been a monster market. Those are obviously the well-known name ones. You could throw in Michigan and Ohio too. Michigan's a great state for both medical and rec. And then Ohio has been always a good medical. And, you know, and, and again, I, I guess I, I could keep going because Pennsylvania right. too. You can't, you can't forget about Pennsylvania. So No, but it used to be if you weren't on the West Coast, you weren't really in it. And now it's that, that's not the case anymore. You, like you said, you're like right in the center of the activity. And then you, I'm assuming that those big companies that are in Chicago or based in Chicago are spawning a lot of new companies that are filling voids and and also looking for investment. So you're right there where you need to be. No, I was just going to say, as an example of that, we're an investor in a cannabis tech company called Philo. They're based here in Chicago, and they provide tech services to most of the MSOs, and some of which where we are investors as well. So it's like there's this ecosystem that's built that is kind of self-fulfilling, which is great for investors. Yeah. And that brings up another point that I think is really important for our listeners to understand about Saveo Capital is that you are really more of an entrepreneurial type of house where it's not just investing the capital, it's sharing your experience with the companies that you invest in. And maybe you can give us a couple of examples of how that cooperation or the collaboration has helped those companies. Yeah, so we definitely are actively involved in helping our companies. We think as an investor, you should be a value-add investor if you can. It only it, It's only beneficial. So we try to be value-add to the companies that, that we invest in, and the, it runs the gamut as far as how we help. Like last year, obviously, once COVID started, when no one knew, we were in, in deep discussions on contingency plans for the business and and so forth and plan A, plan B, plan C, worst case, best case, you know, middle case and so forth. And so it runs the gamut from, from stuff like that we're involved in to obviously financial management. And then most recently, which is again, very exciting and shows the health of the industry for some of our later stage investments, companies in later stage, we're helping them from a much more industry s- strategic perspective for an exit, whether it's an M&A or whether it's a route to the public markets. And so that's exciting as well. And so again, I think that this goes to show the strength of the industry. I think that right there is worth it because entrepreneurs aren't in the business of raising money. They're in the business of running their business. And if you can help them do the next round of funding or find an exit, I think that's worth its weight in gold. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I mean, entrepreneurs obviously are awesome and it's just amazing. Some of the people that we meet along the way on this cannabis investing journey, just how passionate, how smart, how dedicated, and how driven. But entrepreneurs who run companies get are wrapped up and they're passionate and, and at times get a, a bit myopic in their vision. And they don't necessarily see the whole picture as we do as investors. We sit on the side of the table that we see the entire industry, the entire ecosystem. We see what valuations things trade at. We see what valuations or deals are getting done in their particular silos and then also more broadly. So if we can bring value add in the particular silo, strategic analysis of where we are as a company from a valuation perspective versus where the comps are and where we think the best exit is, that's, that's what we're doing now. We don't have much time left, but in the time remaining, maybe you can talk to investors who are considering investing in cannabis. What are some of the advantages of working with Saveo Capital? I think any cannabis is still early days, even though it doesn't feel like that for some. It still is early days. And for a retail investor or any investor, it's still a fairly complicated market. The public markets are available, but in the U.S., it's only OTC. And so because of all of those things, I think it's important in an industry like this, if you're going to make a significant investment, to really kind of hand it over to somebody who you know does this for a living and has been doing this for a living, has the experience, has the deal flow, knows the nuances in the market between private and public, the valuations of such. And I just think you're going to get more bang for your buck with somebody who's an expert in this particular vertical, which we at Salveo clearly are. And so my advice to anybody out there is take a good look at Salveo, take a good look at others. But it, it is a market still that requires a significant amount of due diligence on a full-time basis. So anyone that's tried to do this, in a part-time basis, usually realizes pretty quickly that they need some professional guidance. We'll have all of Saveo's links in the show notes. So if you are a company looking to raise capital or you're an investor that wants to get into the cannabis industry, I'm sure somebody from Jeff's team would be happy to talk to you. And Jeff, let's not wait another year before we talk again. Thanks for being on the show today. Dan, again, it's always great hearing from you and talking with you. And uh, for sure, love to do it again and love to do it again soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.